Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we go to a warm part of the U.S., or one of the warmer parts of the U.S., to talk to Chris Mitchell of Define Yourself. So welcome, Chris, and tell us where you're uh, located. Well, first of all, thank you for having me today on your podcast. I'm sure it's going to be a great experience for you, me, and your listeners. I am in Missouri, the southwest corner of Missouri, which is um, near the border of Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and uh, Kansas. Okay. So tell us about your academic background, Chris. Okay, academically, I did finish high school, did a little bit of college, but college and me were not the best fit, which is not uncommon for people like myself who have ADHD, who are not great at following rules and jumping through hoops. So that, that's pretty much my academic background, but I've learned a lot in my, well, extremely lengthy lifetime. <laughs> so uh, life, I, I like to say I'm a student of the School of Hard Knocks, which is one of the hardest schools to get a diploma from. Well, there's two forms of education. I mean, I have an MBA, and you have an MBA in street smarts. That's right, yes. And that's and smarting off to the principal, yes. That's, that's what really uh, is important. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your work background. Well, my work background is I, I started off working in radio many years ago, which I had a passion for. I loved it in the 80s, which gives you an idea how old I am. And I, I enjoyed it a lot, but that wasn't a great fit for me. So I did some work in the computer industry. I, I ran a computer lab. Actually, yeah, I ran one computer lab at a um, community college, and that was fun. I enjoyed that. I've done some freelance work as a uh, freelance computer consultant for um, individuals and small businesses for a while. That was fun. But I did not really enjoy that work for a reason. It was not fulfilling my passion in my life. And I, I kept searching for what would fulfill my passion. For a while, I sold on eBay. I, I did that after I survived an ischemic stroke to my spinal cord to feel like I was a productive member of society. And that, although it was rewarding, and I was featured in an entrepreneur magazine and some textbooks of what I'm doing despite my disability, I still did not feel fulfilled. So I asked myself, what makes me happy? What is something I've always wanted to do in my life? And I thought back to an incident when I was a little kid where I was a disruptive person in Sunday school. So another parent would take me out of the classroom and we would walk the church and collect all the attendance cards. And I loved helping her. And I found out and I realized my passion is to help people. So in uh, late 2009, 2010, I closed up my eBay business and everything else that I was doing, started writing a book about my experience with my recovering from my ischemic stroke to my spinal cord entitled, It Doesn't Define Me, How I Rebuilt My Life After Ex- Surviving an Ischemic Stroke to My Spinal Cord. Because my mission was, and it still is, to help people overcome challenges they face in life to become successful. And a lot of people have different definitions of success, so I try not to define it. So what I did is I wrote that book, and I decided to start my own business, Hashtag Define Yourself, which is um, past the launch phase. We're starting to grow a little bit. We have um, articles up on the website. We have uh, a podcast, a successful and disabled podcast for 
where I talk to other people who are disabled, who um, identify as successful, and learn how they did it. Because we believe here at Hashtag Define Yourself, success starts up here in our minds. We have to the right attitude. We have to believe that we can achieve whatever we set our minds to. And a lot of people in the disabled community don't believe that because others have told them they can't do things. In our country, in our society, we focus in on the negative a lot. We don't look at the positive. We want to see. We want people to start seeing their abilities and not the disabilities. And that's what, what my work experience has been and what I'm doing now, uh, trying to help other people in my own community to create the success that they love living. So tell me a little bit about the organization. What's the uh, purpose, and do you have a team that helps you? The purpose of the organization is, simply put, it, it's kind of pretty much our mission statement, um, almost word for word here, because um, I almost have it memorized. I'm working on that. <laughs> to empower the disabled community to create successful lives that they love living. Uh, as far as a team right now, it is myself, it's my wife, it's my cat, and I do have someone who's doing web development, but we're hoping to expand the people who we work with. We are going to be looking for people who have talents that we want to work with uh, or need to help our business succeed. And although we want to be open to anyone who's looking for employment that has those talents, because we're a disabled-owned business, we want to really try to attract other people in the disabled community. Because in our community, a lot of people are unemployed or underemployed who would love to be able to work and be a productive member of our society. And they can't for various reasons, whether it be the disability, public transportation, uh, accommodations and office. But with the internet and the, and the uh, explosion of Zoom from COVID, they are able to work from home. And I would like to see us be a, a system of people who work with us as team members who maybe not be employed, quote unquote, by us, but a freelance with us as they have their own business. Maybe a disabled virtual assistant who does social media could help us with our social media um, goals. That's what we like to develop in our team. So to kind of summarize, our mission is to empower people, disabled people, to create successful lives that they love living. And our dream team is to work with other people who are freelancers, virtual assistants, whatever, um, who are disabled to help meet the needs of hashtag define yourself as we grow and expand into the future. So right now, are you just in the one state or do you have members in different states? Right now, we are an internet business, uh, totally 100% internet, because that's the best way to reach people, um, and it, it saves a heck of a lot on traveling expenses. So we are based here in Missouri. Um, we are available on the internet to everyone. We primarily like to reach people in the United States and Canada. No offense to anybody else in any other part of the world, but because cultural differences, we understand the culture here in America and North America fairly well, and we can talk to those people better than we can with others, but we do welcome people from other parts of the world. Um, but our office, our home office, which is actually in my home, that's why I call it my home office, is here in Missouri, and we don't have offices or locations anywhere else. We're 100% internet-based. Excellent. Okay, so... Your wife is in charge of you. Does well, it's a 50 50 part as equal, and no one's in charge of anyone. Okay. All right. So, what do you offer uh, somebody who signs up? Well, actually, at this point, there's no signing up. It's, um, 
Uh, we have a podcast, which I'll talk about in a moment. We are posting articles, which are blog posts, onto our website um, for people to read that will help them develop the mindset and uh, uh, the characters that are needed that we believe you need to succeed. And we have a podcast that is um, geared for um, to interview people who are professionals who identify as disabled so we can pick their minds and discover their secrets to success. We do have some social media platforms that are starting up where we're going to have discussions in, uh, in particular, our Facebook group. We are hoping to expand by the end of this year, the first part of next year, to do some online webinars or uh, workshops that people can attend. Those will, uh, there will be some that will be free and some that we are going to charge for because the business does not stay in business unless if it makes money. Uh, so that, those are some of the things that we will be doing. And we hope to down the line, and this is more of a long-term goal, um, is to do uh, coaching, life coaching for people in the disabled community who want to create successful lives that they love living. Well, I totally agree with that. In fact, I'm working on a program now called the Disabled Entrepreneur to teach disabled people how to start a business because I work with over 700 startups. And uh, I think, so my virtual assistant uh, had a stroke when she was 22. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, She's amazing what she does. She helped create my websites, both of them. And uh, it's really made a difference to what I'm doing. So having said that, what does your wife do and what do you do in the business? Well, I do most of the work here in the business. My wife um, is on disability right now. She is now battling stage four cancer. So her primary mission right now is to take care of her health and mine is to assist her in that. She does help with some of the proofreading of stuff that I write um, when she's feeling up to it. So she will proofread and, and, and catch that because when you write something, even the typo in it, your mind knows that's supposed to be a particular word and you may not always catch your typo. So she helps with that. She helps with some of the um, graphics that we do for social media some of the um, swag that we are putting together, the, the hashtag Define Yourself Branded Swag. And we also have some attitude products that will be coming out that will be kind of um, T-shirts, coffee mugs, that kind of thing. She helps with that as well. And she also helps sort through my email. You will not believe how much email I get. So she goes through there at times and prune out the stuff I don't need to be seen because it's like somebody who emailed me and would say, how would you like to have 500,000 people's private email addresses and I'm like yeah, that's not a little fishy and I'd rather not inflate my numbers by adding people to my newsletter that are not interested so she helps fish out all that that spam and um, make sure gets into one particular folder of my email the stuff I really need to pay attention to so I don't miss anything Chris you better uh, tell our listeners what your uh, podcast is I'll be happy to. The podcast is called Successful and Disabled Podcast. It's available on almost every podcast player platform I've ever run into. Pandora's been getting a little uh, stippy lately, so <laughs> it's not on Pandora, but it's on uh, pretty much anywhere that you can catch a podcast. And we also have a video version on our YouTube channel, which instead of telling you all these directions to go to the YouTube channel, I made it easy. Just point your browser to defineyourselftv.com that takes you directly to our 
um, YouTube channel where you will find all the episodes of our podcast in a playlist called The Successful and Disabled Podcast. That makes a big difference. It makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. <coughs> for our listeners. You, you type in that YouTube address. It's difficult. So can you tell us some of the people that you've been interacted with on your podcast? Oh, I'm horrible at names, but I'll do my very best to to mention at least a name and a little bit about well, them. Okay, don't worry about the names, just the okay. story. Okay, that, that, that's easier for me to do. I had a senior director of a nonprofit on my podcast. Uh, uh, I don't know when this is going to drop, so I'm going to say shortly after Labor Day here in the States in um, 2022. And he talked about how he starts and leads ERG, which is employee resource groups at his nonprofit for the his fellow disabled employees. So they have a voice in the company and um, they can help make the company or organization more accessible for others who are disabled. I've spoken to a lady who's an actress who I think Recently, I saw she's going to be on Broadway, and she's in a wheelchair, so I've spoken with her as well. I've had people who uh, are autistic who have um, who are now licensed to drive, even though they battle autism, how they go through that process. And we have some great interviews coming up. We've had a conversation with uh, uh, a young lady in middle of October. It came out. Um, we talked about how the discrimination and and how people would tell us as disabled people what we can't do and unfortunately we both discovered and agreed even within our own community we put each other down and what we need to do to st stop that so instead of putting people down we lift people up so they can see the talents and their abilities and so they can succeed in life just like everybody else wants to that's true just to give you some data in terms of canada 22% of Canadians have a disability. And when you take into account friends and family, that number goes up to 54%. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is how do you mobilize that incredible number, which can be done to make a difference politically and with corporations. Yes, um, it's, I say it's an untapped workforce. I was just on a call the other day talking to um, businesses about inclusion, and I said there's an untapped workforce. There's many people in the disabled community who want to work and will, will be happy to do a job. They just don't have the access to it, i.e. public transportation. But working from home, which became very popular during COVID, businesses should consider keeping because that's an untapped workforce, especially, I don't know about in Canada, but here in the United States, we have a large problem of places not being able to be fully staffed because there are a lot of people who just don't want to work. Well, in some cases, the government supports make it very easy to stay at home and do things rather than go to work. You know, that, that happens here quite a bit. So having said that, the importance of partnerships. Talk about the importance of partnerships. The importance of partnerships. Well, uh, you probably have heard the expression, it takes a village. And no one achieves success by themselves. And if you're going to succeed in life, whether you're disabled or not, doesn't matter. Regardless, 
you're disabled, not disabled, you're not going to make that success by yourself. There's no way I'm going to be able to master every single skill to make my business successful. I may be good at delivering a message, and I and I may be good at maybe writing uh, a message, but maybe I'm not the best at proofreading. Maybe I'm not the best at video editing, and I certainly am not the best at marketing on social media. I have a love-hate relationship with social media, so that's part of the problem. So if I want this to succeed, and if I want to succeed personally and become a sought-after virtual speaker, which I'm building to doing that, I'm going to have to have people, partners, people on my team, partnerships with other people to help lift me up and um, develop relationships with other businesses, nonprofits, as well as corporate America that will invite me in and you know like the event i did the other day who are going to be giving me copies a video copy of uh, my presentation that i'm going to be able to share on my social media profile my youtube channel to as a demo reel to get other gigs and you're not going to go far in life unless you have partnerships whether they be with other people or in business with other businesses so i think partnerships is a very important thing you got to learn to work with others know where your strengths are Know where your weaknesses are. Find people who can um, take those weaknesses of yours and make them stronger than you ever could have, and you have a better chance of succeeding. Well, one of the things that we use is we have a volunteer advisory board. So we meet once a month for 30 minutes to discuss a problem or an opportunity. And they're, uh, they're across the country. They're not just located in Mm, that's a good place. Get different views from different people in different cultures and areas. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So having said that, you've written a book. What's the name of the book? It Doesn't Define Me, How I Rebuilt My Life After Surviving an Ischemic Stroke to My Spinal Cord. That's a long title. All you got to remember is It Doesn't Define Me, and it's available on Amazon in paperback and in Kindle format. Okay. And what's what's the content? Uh, the content is the story of how I um, acquired an ischemic stroke to my spinal cord, which happened during surgery while I was engaged to the lady who is now my wife, and how it took robbed me of my ability to run, walk, or even stand on my own, dress myself, take care of my ADL, my activities for daily living. And I wound up in a rehabilitation hospital and facing a fear, at least in my mind, I would never be able to go home and have that happily ever after every engaged couple it was dreaming of. And how I battled through that and how I got out of the rehabilitation hospital, came home, some of the modifications I needed to make, I had to make to my apartment because it was not ADA accessible. And how when my insurance company gave up on me, I did not give up on myself and how I taught myself how or relearned how to walk using mobility devices uh, about seven years after my injury. Okay. And was your injury caused by a car accident or? No. Uh, I have a, I was born with a constricted aorta. I was in the hospital for an ascending to descending by Ascending to descending aortic bypass, and during the surgery, um, something went wrong. They're not going to tell me because they don't want to get sued. And um, I survived an ischemic stroke to the spinal cord on the um, operating table. To lay people, it's a stroke. To the medical community, it is an incomplete spinal cord injury. Okay. 
So having said that, are you physically able to move or do you need a wheelchair? I can move. I can do a lot of stuff. I walk with a rollator, which is a walker with four wheels on it. And for longer distances, I use a scooter. And there's certain parts of my house where, where I have stuff designed in place. I can uh, move through the house grabbing other stuff. It's so like watching Tarzan, but at times it looks like George of the Jungle when I have a few <laughs> accidents <laughs> and bump into things. Okay. Do you have an operations manual for what you're doing? Not at this point. That's something I hope to create in time. I'll tell you why. One of the terms that I've used is a social franchise. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and a, a social franchise, which is what we're doing, it's like franchising, but it's a social mm -hmm. franchising. To be in different communities using an operations manual and 10 hours of coaching. Mm-hmm. And we could charge a fee for, for that kind of package. I bet you do. Okay, so mm -hmm. having said that, I know it's hard to speculate, but three years mm -hmm. from today, what's your organization going to look like? It's going to be successful. If simply put, it's going to be successful. And what does that mean? It means the definition of success. People are going to enjoy what they see there, and we're going to... We're not focusing on anything but dollar. We don't care about dollar. I mean, we have to have money being business, but we don't care about being a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure business. We measure our success by the number of people that we can help, and we're going to be doing that through uh, our podcasts, through articles, through webinars, through workshops, uh, virtual webinars, workshops. And as I mentioned earlier, we plan to in three years to have um, disabled co life coaching for the disabled up and running, and that's what it's going to look like. So for what you're doing, do you have any sponsors? Not at this point, but we are working on that at this um, current moment. Because I think that's what really makes a difference. It may very well, but you know what really makes a difference? Working hard. Okay, so... That works. That's more important than a sponsor because you got to focus in on reaching those people and connecting with them and helping them and then wondering then trying to please a sponsor because sponsors can be difficult. So one of the things we noticed is in the book that we, uh, I co-wrote called The Give Back Economy, mm -hmm. uh, is sponsors can take different forms, financial, in-kind, and volunteer support. Mm -hmm. And we like to have them where they will do all three, not just the money part. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with Okay, so having said that, I think we better get back to the base, which is, what is your website? My website is on the internet at defineyourself.us, D-E-F-I-N-E-Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F dot U-S. Okay, and the YouTube channel? Uh, defineyourselftv.com. Okay. Because I think it's important that people know your story, but know mm -hmm. how to find out more information about what you're doing. I totally agree. Every business has a story. Every individual has a story. And if we understand and learn about other people's story, we're going to be more well-rounded, and we can get rid of some of the problems in the world of um, hatred and putting each other down. Well, thank you for your time, Chris. Thank you. You have a great day.